you for choosing to listen to this message. Prepare to be transformed by God's undiluted word. This morning I want to ask a question. As I ask you to get your Bible and we get into the word of God. I want to ask a question and hopefully we will all have a clear answer to that question at the end on our minds. The question that I ask us, which is then also my subject, is where is my help? Where is my help? I'll ask you to help me look for a neighbor and just ask them, say, where is your help? Find another neighbor and look them in the face and say, where is your help? <laughs> and this morning, then look at yourself and say, where, where really is my help? Where is my help? Where is my help? I trust that the Lord will help me to help us to answer that question properly this morning. By way of introduction, let me say to us that the, the pinnacle of foolishness is for a man or for a woman to say there is no God. If a man or a woman ever gets to a point in his life or a life where you come to the conclusion there is no God, that indeed is the pinnacle of foolishness. Psalm 14 verse 1, I think Psalm 53 verse 1 as well, say exactly those words. It says that a fool says in his heart there is no God. The reason the Bible says that is because you only need to look around you to know that there must be an intelligent designer behind all that happens with us. You only need to look at your own physical body. Look at the organs of your body. Look at how they work together. Look at how some of the organs have redundancy. Look at how things move together to know that this didn't just by a big bang just come together and it's such in order. And the liver knows what to do. The lungs know what to do. The kidney knows what to do. The blood flows in the veins. And the veins don't mix up with each other. And all of that. Everything like that just happened. That's what the Bible says. It takes a man really to be a fool to say there is no God. Am I still in church this morning? But not very far away from that pinnacle of foolishness. Just below that. The next level of foolishness is a man that says, yes, I know and I believe that there is God, but I don't need his help. But yeah, yeah, I, I believe, I know there is a God who made this whole universe and I know there is a God behind all this, but I am I'm able, I'm self-sufficient, I can handle it. I know how to deal with my business. I know how to raise my children. I know how to run my family. I know how to run the church of God. I know how to do the things. I know how to reach my goals in life. I don't need help. If a man either directly or indirectly finds himself there, is right next, next door neighbor to the man who says there is no God. Is everybody still with me in church this morning? Look at our neighbor for me. Say we always need help. <clears throat> say, find another neighbor, say, we always need help. Most church people, like I'm speaking to us this morning, most church people will acknowledge God 
But what I want to address today is that we do not live in this daily awareness, this daily awareness of God's ever-present help. We, there is, I, I reckon, if there's anybody that came from home, put on your clothes, and you came to church this morning, you're not in the category of them that say there is no God, you know there is God, you acknowledge God as God, but you don't live in this daily Everybody listen to me. In this daily awareness, minute by minute awareness, that God is this ever-present help. And I'm trusting that God will help me this morning to, let's put it this way, to yank you away from this generation that is a, it's a self-made generation. Everything is we do by self-help. I can help myself. I've even heard or say in church, maybe I've even said it sometimes myself, that look, um, there are things where God gave you a brain to think through it, and you don't, maybe not in those exact words, but we imply that we don't need God for that. You can undo that yourself. I want to reorientate us this one to say there is nothing in your life where you don't need help. There is nothing. Indeed, God did not make us that we can become independent of him, that we don't need him. So as society has grown into a very, our society today is very, very independent. Our society is a self-help society. I, I guess some 20, 30 years ago in this country, if you needed somebody to paint, for example, maybe paint your walls in your house, you will go looking for a painter. But how many, how many people here this morning, if you want to paint your living room, will look for a painter? Most people here this morning will get the brush, you get the paint, you will read up somewhere, how to mix up paint, you do it yourself. That's how we do things today. You find help, you find something, and you do it yourself. So, to a large extent, we've become these people that over time, we've become also independent, too independent of our God. And I'm trusting that God himself will help me today. My job today is simple. I want to show us that God's posture towards us is a posture of help. Is there reaching out its hand saying, if you actually just let me, I'll help you. That's what I want to try to achieve this morning. I want to try to make you see this morning that life cannot be lived to the full without constant divine help. If I look back at my life, at the various stages of my life and development, at every stage I can see where the hand of man could not have opened the next door that only God could have. And I'm trying to make us see this morning that life will never be lived to the fullness without constant divine help. I also want us to see this morning that that help that I'm speaking about is available even in the smallest issues of life. There are things on somebody's mind right now. There are decisions on people's minds. There are things you carry right now that you are not designed to carry but you carry them yourself. We're going to lay them down at his feet at the end of this morning's service in the name of Jesus. 
I want to help us to see this morning that you can always reach out for help. One of the things that has happened also in our day is where these people who don't ask for help, people who rather die than ask, than ask somebody for help, you rather just keep on, keep on banging your head, banging your head, whereas many times, even naturally among ourselves, if you just look around and just ask a colleague or ask somebody, somebody might just know exactly what to do about it. But we rather just keep on banging our heads there and we bring the same thing to God as well. We're banging on where God says, if, if only you change your orientation to, I need help, I can always help you. I also want this morning, hopefully, to redesign, redefine for us what success is. Success in life, really, is where, listen to this, and I want you to consider this, success in God is where most of the results of your life, if you look at them, you'll be able to say, I don't even know how that happened. I, I hear people say, I, I did this, it was me, I, I knew how to do this, I could do that, I knew how to, I knew the formula, I knew all of that, and that's not success in God. Success in God is when you can look back at your life, look at various areas of your life, and you, you yourself can tell, actually, if I'm really going to do it, somebody was asking me recently, say, um, but how did that happen? How did, how did that change occur? And sincerely, I looked and I said, the truth is, I don't know. That's successful. And hopefully we'll see that in the, in the course of scriptures today. Paul was speaking, he said, he said, I planted, he said, Paul planted, Apollos watered, and that's where we stopped. The goal when we set out was not planting. The goal when we set out was not watering. The goal was to bring increase, isn't it? Talk to me, people. But there is only one person that works in that department of bringing increase. Paul was saying, I know my job. It's not my job to bring success. It's not my job to bring increase. My job, I plant. Apollos, your job, you water. We go and sleep. God. Somebody said with me this morning, God. God brings increase. So we know, actually, hopefully one of the things I can teach us today is this, that the way to live our lives is this. When we look at all of the activity in your life, maybe only about 25 to 30% of it should be you. The rest of it, him. You know that the works of that song, even when I don't see it, you're walking. Are people still with me this morning? Let me read a few scriptures. I don't want to take a lot of time today. Let me read a few scriptures that will help us to see God's attitude about wanting to help us. God is, his attitude is, is this, his, his posture to you, his posture to me is, I, I really, I can't help. And I want to help. And from the beginning of when God made man until today, that is still God's posture. He wants to help. So let's, let's look at, I'm going to read many scriptures this morning. So if you didn't come to church with your Bible, you're going to, you're going to have some trouble. Show me your Bible, everybody. We're going to read scriptures. Show me your Bible, show me, wave it, wave it. If you don't have a Bible, come, come and stand with me here and be reading my own. If your neighbor doesn't have a Bible, share a Bible with them this morning. Because I want everybody to look at these scriptures. I want God himself to reveal himself to you 
in the course of my speaking this morning, reveal himself to you as your ready help. You know we're asking the question, where is my help? And at the end of it, we'll all be able to say, my help is in the name of the Lord. <laughs> I thought more people would give an amen at that point. Genesis chapter 2. Let's just go and read. We'll take our time. We'll just read the scriptures. We'll enjoy reading them. This is the word of God we're reading this morning. There is no verse I'm reading today that you've not read before. But we'll read them and we'll trust God to just shed light on this God who is our helper. <laughs> our helper. Genesis 2 verse 18. Genesis chapter 2. Just one verse there. This is the beginning of the existence of mankind. And God had made Adam and Adam was sitting there. And Adam didn't even know if he needed anything or he doesn't need anything. And God, verse 18, Bible says, And the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him, what will I make him? I will make him an help that is convenient, that is appropriate for him. I wanted to see in this scripture this morning, God's disposition to us has always been to provide help. I find actually that sometimes even we don't know what we need. Have you ever thought about it? That Adam did not even go to God and say, I need a wife. Talk to me, people. It was God who looked at Adam and said, I, I see you need something. And so, many times, in our own limited wisdom, we're thinking, I know what I need, I know what I can do, and I'm going to do it. And God is saying, actually, I know what you need if you just let me help him. In the best of his mind, there is no way Adam could have, could have thought up the idea of Eve. But God came, and God is coming to you this morning, and he said, if you just let me, I can see where it is not good. I can make help that is convenient for you. <laughs> Psalm 46. We're reading scriptures. We're reading scriptures. I want to paint God through the pages of the Bible this morning as this ever-ready help. God that is there. That our generation walks away from self-help mentalities. Where we think we can handle it, we know how to do it, we're wiser than the generation before us. <laughs> Psalm 46. A psalm to the sons of Korah. Listen to the words of verse 1. It says, God is our what? Talk to me, everybody. God is our what? It says God is our refuge. You know, if you think about refuge, refuge. If most, most buildings in this country have a basement, and that came as a result of, of war. In the days of war, a lot of buildings were built, and their basements became a place of refuge. And you see the same thing in Ukraine today as well, where also as a result of war, histories of war, a lot of buildings, particularly public buildings, have basements that are fortified. And so what would happen is if, if some bombing is coming, there would be a siren that will blow and people will hear it and everybody knows when you hear it, you run to the basement. It's a place of refuge. Now, we, that is the way you need to understand this scripture this morning. The Bible says God is our refuge. Most Christians know God, go to church, but they don't have a revelation of God. Like somebody in, in Kiev today will think, if the bomb is coming, I'm going to run into the basement. For you as a child of God, God is my refuge. Somebody said with me this morning, God is my refuge. It says God is our refuge. I'm reading on in verse 1, Psalm 46. 
God is our refuge. God is our strength. Look at the next thing he says. A very present help. <clears throat> a very present help in trouble. It is when, listen closely, it is when you have a revelation of verse 1 that God is my refuge, God is my strength, God is my present help in trouble. We can now begin to get into verse 2. You know what he said in verse 2? He opens verse 2 and he says, therefore. Does everybody understand therefore? For example, this morning, I will preach for a long time because I know you have all eaten. We're not fasting anymore. Last Sunday, I knew you were hungry, therefore, I preached a short message. Understand? Because of, everybody is shaking their heads. <laughs> you know, they told me that when I say it's going to be short, then it's long. So now I'm saying it's long so that it can be short. But the Bible says here, it says, because of my understanding in verse 1, I understand that God is my refuge. I understand that God is my strength. I understand that God is a present help in trouble. He says, therefore, will we not fear? Oh, he says, though the earth be removed, like they were singing in the song this morning, though the earth be removed and the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, he says, even though the waters thereof will roar and, tr and be troubled. There may be people this morning that many things are roaring and troubling you. He says, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, he says, there is a river, my friends. He says, the streams thereof will make glad the city of God, the only place of the tabernacles of the Most High. Look at verse 5. He says, God is in the midst of her, and she shall not be moved. Then he closes this way. He says, God shall do what? Ah, I said, God shall do what? I want you to put yourself there. God shall help me. And that right early. He says it's a present help in trouble. I can tell you story after story this morning of where God showed up right on time. Right on time. And the Bible says here, and God shall help her and right early. Everybody say with me one more time, God shall help me. And that right early. You know, we've come to a place in our generation where actually people saying things like that, that God will help me, sounds like weakness. It sounds like, oh, you are weak, you are not, you are not smart. When you are, you are, you are like, like somebody says, Let, let's go to prayer meeting in church. And they said, oh, is it that bad? <laughs> God, but the Bible, you will notice this morning, Everyone that has worked with God successfully, there have been people that have been able to, no matter how good it is, no matter how bad it is, they've never lost sight of God as this present help in times of trouble. It says, and God shall help me, and that right early. Psalm 121, this one we know very well. Psalm 121. Everybody get into Psalm 121. I'll get myself my... Handkerchief here, thank you. Psalm, one, Psalm 121. This one we know, but I want us to look at it. We're looking at scriptures this morning. We've seen God just come without being asked to come, just came to Adam to help him. We've seen God this morning speaking through the psalmist in Psalm 41. Psalm 46 saying, God is my refuge. God is our present help. God will help us right early. Psalm 121, I love this one. Look at it. He says, I will. That's a, that's a conscious decision that a man makes. I will. 
lift up my eyes unto the hills. Do you understand why what it means by I will lift up my eyes from unto the hills? He's talking about I'm going to take my eyes away from all of the mundane things here. I reckon that if I ask most of you here this morning, what is your confidence about your financial future? You may tell me a lie, but really inside you, the truth is you think your job is, is your security for your financial future. For those of you who have businesses, you think your business is your security for your financial future. That's actually how we think. But if God will help us this morning, we will lift our eyes to the hills. We will take our eyes away from all of these mundane things. Is, is there anybody who's ever lost a job before? Anybody that has lost a job here before? Anyone? Okay, thank you, my sister. A few people here that have lost jobs. And many of those jobs, did you know you were going to lose before you lost them? Were they not things you thought were secured and okay? How many people have lost businesses here before? Business, you've lost a business. Thank you. Few hands here. Did you think you were going to lose it when you lost it? There is, I can tell you this morning, there is nothing in this world, there is nothing in this world that is secure. Nothing. Actually, we are the generation that has seen Corona. We've seen how that shifted everything that we thought was secured. I mean, I mean in the days of the lockdown two years ago, if somebody thought my confidence for my health is that if anything happens, I'll go to my doctor. Your doctor himself is sick with Corona. <laughs> and they said, they said to you, eh, you really cannot come to talk to your doctor, but you can speak to him on the phone. And the doctor says, eh, eh, he's dying himself. And then everything, we begin to see, everything is shaking out of their roots. So this man here said, I looked at them all. And this morning, I want you to make a conscious decision. I lift up my eyes to the hills. <laughs> I lift up my eyes to the hills, it says. It says, from whence cometh my help? This, this is somebody who has answered the question that we are trying to answer. Where really is my help coming from? Where really? What is the confidence that I am going to live in good health to my old age? Because I eat well. Because I exercise very well. <laughs> what is the confidence that my children are going to turn right, turn out right? Because I train them very well, really? I can point you to thousands and thousands of well-trained children that didn't turn out right. What is the confidence that we have in anything in this world? Anything in this world? <laughs> this man found out, and I pray that God will reveal that to your heart this morning, from whence my help cometh. And he said in verse 2, in case anybody is in doubt. He said, my help coming from where? Let's preach this together, everybody. My help coming from where? He says, my help coming from the Lord. May God help me, help every one of us to really realize that. Somebody say with me this morning, my help <coughs> coming from the Lord. He said one more time, my help coming from the Lord. I want us to meditate on that, not right now, but everybody in the course of this week that we're entering into, I want you to meditate on that a little bit. I remember as a, as a young guy when I was in university and all that, I just learned to break the hold of sickness and all that over my body. And one of the things I would do is take a, a healing scripture in the Bible, by stripes I'm healed, and I'll just get myself up and just walk around campus 
those days and just say to myself over, I could walk around for an hour just saying over and over, by stripes I'm healed. 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 Just walk around, just by stripes I'm healed. I'm, I'm forming an image of that to the point where I'm just confident. By stripes I'm healed. By stripes I'm healed. I want to do the same thing with my help is in God. My help is in God. God is my helper. God is my helper. My help cometh from the Lord. 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 What you will find is this. When that image builds in your heart, the things you were afraid of, suddenly you're not afraid of them anymore. Some, of, some people are afraid of, if I just hear HR, how many people, people that walk? You see an email from HR, you're afraid. The fear of HR is broken in the name of Jesus. My help cometh from the Lord. <laughs> My help coming from the Lord. My help coming from the Lord. My help coming from the Lord. Thank you for listening to this message. Please hit the subscribe button to be notified of new episodes. For questions, please send an email to Pastor Mo at thestonechurchberlin.com. God bless you.